Hello and welcome to the Victory Devotional Podcast. We invite you to take the next few minutes to connect with God, hear His voice, and respond in worship and prayer. Here's today's message. Thank you, worship team, for that refreshing time of worship. As we're about to enter a new season in our nation, and I'm referring specifically to the upcoming national election, our devotion will focus on what the Word has to say about God and government. Our text brings us to a familiar passage in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6 to 7. It says, For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Verse 7. Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. On the throne of David and over his kingdom, to establish it and to uphold it with justice and with righteousness from this time forth and forevermore, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. May the Lord bless the reading of his word. The passage we just read is a prophecy of the coming rule of Jesus on earth. These verses gather into one proclamation, the predictions of Jesus' birth, His deity, His earthly government, His just and righteous kingdom, and His eternal reign. Isaiah wrote this prophecy at least a hundred years before Israel was taken into Babylonian captivity, nearly 600 years before the birth of Jesus. Looking at the tragic accounts of the failed monarchs and sitting in the rubble of Israel's monarchy, Isaiah looked across the centuries to a time when God would rule on earth through His Son. But what particularly intrigued me in this passage is the phrase, and the government will be on His shoulders. Because it means something like the weight of the world will be on His shoulders. This is a profound truth, especially for those of us who feel like the world seems out of control and that evil and corruption seem to prevail everywhere. You know, it is interesting to note how this verse is paraphrased in different, uh, in different versions. For, for instance, in basic Bible English, it says, and the government has been placed in his hands. Contemporary English version says, we have been given a son who will be our ruler. Is it reversion says, God will give us a son who will be responsible for leading the people. And I love how the message Bible renders it. He will take over the running of the world. Wow. So this phrase, the government will rest on his shoulders, affirms the lordship of Jesus Christ. This verse looks to a time in the future when Christ will reign over a literal earthly geopolitical kingdom that encompasses all the kingdoms and governments of the world. Daniel chapter 2 verse 44 says, And in the days of those kings, the God of heaven will set up a kingdom that shall never be destroyed, nor shall the kingdom be left to another. It shall break in pieces all these kingdoms and bring to an end, and it shall stand forever. Likewise, Zechariah chapter 14 verse 9 in the NIV says, The Lord will be king over the whole earth. On that day there will be one Lord and His name, the only name. Today, God's reign is predominantly spiritual in nature. 
His kingdom is in, in an invisible form. His reign is over those who trust Him and obey Him as Lord. But one day, His kingdom will become visible and universal as His rule extends even over those who do not acknowledge His Lordship in their hearts. Philippians chapter 2, 10 and 11 says, So that at the name of Jesus, every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, verse 11, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. So what makes Jesus' kingdom distinct from all other earthly kingdoms? See, the names given to describe the coming Messiah are four descriptions that describes the vision for God's government. And at a time when the world is tired and in despair of political solutions, the political future seems bleak, these four messianic descriptions is a very welcome proclamation. First is wonderful counselor. What this means is that Jesus and his word is the ultimate and only true answer to political confusion. Jesus is called Wonderful Counselor because He is God incarnate and the source of all truth. In fact, Jesus said, you're familiar with John 14, 6, He said, I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one, of course, could access the Father or come to the Father except through Him. But no politician, no matter how smart and charismatic they may be, unless they walk in humility and in total dependence on the fear, wisdom, and counsel of God, will they be able to govern in righteousness and be successful as a government leader. True government rests on Jesus' shoulder. It is Jesus to whom we must ultimately turn and trust His loving rule in our lives. Majority of the politicians today turn everywhere else for counsel. They turn to human counselors, interest groups, political advisors, analysts, and so-called experts. Some turn to spiritual advisors, gurus, even astrologers. But the King of Kings keep his own counsel. After all, as Isaiah chapter 40, verse 13 puts it, who has measured the spirit of the Lord or what man shows him his counsel. How desperate we are to pray and aspire that we will have more godly leaders who depends on the wonderful counsel of the Lord as they serve in our government today. Second, Jesus' kingdom will bring order out of chaos because He is the mighty God. 1 Corinthians 4, 33 says, For God is not a God of confusion, but of peace. As a wonderful counselor, He counsels His subject on what to do, but as a mighty God, He also energizes and empowers them to do it. Legislation can only go so far. It stops short of providing both the power and the will to obey. Because of man's sinful nature, people always have the tendency to strain against the law and order. Romans chapter 7, verse 8 in the Amplified Version says, But sin finding an opportunity through the commandment produced in me every kind of coveting and selfish desire, for without the law, sin is dead. See, aside from man's inability to obey from the heart, add to that the human tendency and inclination to sin, and you can see the severe limitations of political and legislative solutions. 
But those who humble themselves and surrender to Him as Lord and Savior will find the power of the mighty God unleashed in their lives to help them obey. And because Christ is God, He can forgive sin, defeat Satan, deliver people from the power of evil, heal their broken souls, and reign as the mighty God over their new lives. Third, the Messiah's kingdom will be free of complexities because He is the everlasting Father. There is clear reference to biblical truth that Christ is co-creator of heaven and earth. Hebrews chapter 1, verse 10 says, And you, Lord, laid the foundation of the earth in the beginning, and the heavens are the work of your hands. And in John chapter 1, verse 3, speaking of Jesus, it says, All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. The point is, nothing is too complex for the creator and sustainer of everything. Infinity and all its intricacies are nothing to Him who is the Alpha and the Omega, the first and the last, the beginning and the end. In contrast, human life is getting more and more complex. While technology has improved communication and transportation where commerce, culture, religion have become global in nature, in contrast, governments of the world, rather than organizing and making sense of it all, seem to make things more complicated. Then we build bureaucracies to deal with the complexities of life, making life even more complicated. But the Messiah's government will be simple and uncomplicated. In Isaiah chapter 35, verse 8, Isaiah prophesied about the kingdom and the highway of holiness. It says, And a highway shall be there, and it shall be called the way of holiness. The unclean shall not pass over it. It shall belong to those who walk on the way, even if they are fools, they shall not go astray. The everlasting Father's way is so free from the complexities of life that even fools cannot lose their way. That kind of simplicity characterizes the Messiah's entire government. As the everlasting Father, He alone comprehends the complexities of time and eternity. He requires no bureaucracy. He shoulders His government by himself. And finally, the Messiah's kingdom is characterized with no conflicts because he is the prince of peace. He offers peace from God to all who are recipient of his grace. He brings peace with God to those who surrender to him in faith. And he brings the peace of God to those who walk with him. You know, the angelic pronouncement of peace on earth we find in Luke chapter 2 was a two-pronged proclamation. First, it proclaimed that God's peace is available to men and women right now. In fact, Luke chapter 2 verse 14 says, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those with whom He is pleased. Now take note of that phrase, with whom He is pleased. Who are they? They are those who have yielded their lives to the authority of His government. If we are to place our lives under Jesus' government, we must understand that He gave His own sinless, guiltless life on our behalf. He died for our sins to save us from God's righteous wrath. We must be willing to turn from our sins and acknowledge Him as Lord and Savior of our lives. Second, the angel's announcement of peace on earth declare the arrival 
of the only one who ultimately can bring lasting peace on earth. Jesus Christ will bring lasting peace and the final establishment of his earthly kingdom. He will ensure peace on earth even over the rebellious at the heart by wielding a rod of iron. There will be no coup, no insurrection, not even the slightest threat to disturb the peace he brings to the world. This thought continues on in Isaiah chapter 9, verse 7, where it says, Of the increase of his government and of peace, there will be no end. In other words, his government and peace will keep expanding and growing. This is one of the mysteries of Jesus' government. It gets better and better, and the perfect peace flows deeper and wider. I look forward to the day when Jesus returns to execute the final political solution that will truly bring world peace. His is the greatest government because it's led by the greatest ruler who is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. As we close again by worshiping Jesus, realize that the government rests on his shoulder and that Jesus alone is the true hope of all humanity. He's never failed me yet. He's never failed me yet. My heart and my soul connect. God is my confidence. He's never failed. close, let me read Psalms chapter 146, uh, I mean 146 verses 1 to 5. Praise the Lord, praise the Lord, O my soul. I will praise the Lord as long as I live. I will sing praises to my God while I have my being. Verse 3, I want you to, I want to put an emphasis on this verse. Verse 3, put not your trust in princes, in a son of man or in mortal man, in whom there is no salvation. When his breath departs, he returns to the earth. On that very day, his plans perish. But blessed is he whose, hope, whose help is the God of Jacob, whose hope is in the Lord his God. Let us pray. Lord, we recognize that you are sovereign, that you already ordained 
our next political leaders. We humble ourselves before you, Lord, that you would give us leaders that will be a blessing to our nation, leaders who are godly, who have integrity, and who have a true servant's heart. Help us, Lord, not to be divided because of our political choices and help us to respect the choices of others. Give us wisdom, Lord, to choose the leader that stands for righteousness and justice. And if it so happen that the outcome of this election is not what we expected, may we find rest in your truth and grace that you are sovereign and in your providence, you can use even an ungodly ruler to serve your purposes. May all things indeed work together for good for those that love you and are called according to your purpose. All this we pray in Jesus' mighty name. Amen and amen. Have a great weekend. God bless you all. Thanks for joining us today. We hope this helps you build a habit of hearing from God daily. For more messages like these, follow us on Spotify or Apple Podcast. If you'd like to watch these messages every weekday morning, visit us on facebook.com slash victoryph.